WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Again after yeah, that's true. Won't do it again. Hello, and welcome to Exposure. This is Abby Newton, and you are listening to Sexposure today. We have changed Exposure to Sexposure for this one night this month. So I have a fantastic panel with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Certainly. I'm Kevin Bader from Olin Health Center. I'm Janelle Marie, and I'm the founder and executive director of the STD Project. <laughs> Mr. Bader. What? <laughs> this is Dr. D, and we almost didn't uh, get on air because we were doing foreplay. <laughs> we were just talking, talking, talking. And uh, Abby just kind of got lost in it all, and uh, we're happy to have Abby <laughs> back here for sex exposure. Summer sex exposure. Yeah. It's boom, boom season. It is boom, boom season. season. More people out, less clothes. That's oh. right. The boom, boom room. Yeah. Right. Tonight. So, but what's our, what's our prize pack today, Kev? Our prize pack is a year's worth of condoms. Is that our, our popular gift that people tend to call in, which we hope you do today? And Janelle, um, what would that consist of? How many? How many that year? consists of up to, you guys have up to a number, like up to 100 or something? Yes, 100 is max, but whatever you think is appropriate for your fantastic sex life, whether that's five or as many as 100. Right. And of course, if you do not use condoms, you also have other... Uh, safe sex materials that you can... Female condoms, barriers. And flavored dental dams. We're going to spring on Abby. We're going to have Abby try it tonight. Abby, have you ever uh, tasted or taste tested not a dental one, dam? Not this one, no. Nope, I have not. Well, here you go. Well, this I'm is, a little nervous. This, this, <laughs> this, is, this is a virgin one. We'll, we'll get okay. to that in a minute. What's you know, the flavor? But you know what? We should, we should probably oh. revise that prize pack because Kevin's right, you know. And I think part of in looking at our agenda tonight about foreplay, I was thinking, why does why do we always put on it? It has to lead to intercourse. Right. I mean, sex doesn't have to lead to intercourse. It That's doesn't true. have to be that. You know. So, so in the prize pack, we can either put a hundred condoms, or we can jazz it up with some flavored lube. Of and, course. Uh, we'll put the sex one of one book in there with pictures for the men. Ooh. And uh, we got some fun new colored condoms as well. That yeah, which you didn't rainbow. bring. I know. I forgot. Them. Didn't, I Audience mean, members, obviously, you can see that I did not bring them. <laughs> or They're, did I? Here they are. Let's there you go. There. Oh, look at how cute are they? No, yeah. but we got some new condoms at the the health center that we ordered so we will put those in well i really think abby that you should talk to the producer we should youtube this so we can actually show people what they look like the candy corn condoms and we can do the demos on there we'll have to film the sex toy show (laughs) there we go that'll be the next segment we'll do that when i'm closer to retirement we'll do that one (laughs) then it'll go wild going away party for you well we're we're glad to have abby back and it's always a pleasure to have janelle here well, thank I'm you. Traveling all the way across the state to get here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you very much for coming. Do you want to go on your um, STD project really fast and just kind of tell Give us a little a, bit about that? Sure, yeah. yeah. So the STD project is a website and progressive movement geared toward eradicating the stigma surrounding STDs for those who are have contracted one and or are living with them. It's a safe space for people to find information, resources, and to share your story if you'd like to or read other stories. I'm living with an STD. I have been since I was 16 years old. So that's 14 years now. So I share my story, talk about what that has been like, and yeah, provide that as a as a as a place for people to come. Excellent. So you're you're kidding me. You're really 30. 
I'm 30. I know. The she doesn't look great. Right. Another reason we should YouTube it. She looks great. You, see, that was good. You did yeah, the math. Exactly. That was quick. I wonder if anyone would catch that. Yeah, the big yeah, three. Yeah, my brain still has some capacity left. I know. Let's I'm no longer in my 20s. I can't be as wild. I feel like I don't have a good excuse anymore. So. Always the Four, heart, three, though. two, yeah. three, eight, nine, three. is it? Say it again. Four yes. three two three eight nine three. Yep. If you uh, want to add to the topic or add to the foreplay discussion, yep. Foreplay and, and the conversations that lead to sex. Any conversation. And get that prize pack, which Kevin will put together depending on what you want. It could be a hundred condoms, up to a hundred condoms, right, Janelle? I mean, yeah. Some people. Up to hundred. Some people might not have intercourse at all. Well, yeah. right. And so. I think what's the average number of times that couples have sex is one hundred thirty-five less a year. Is it? Were you talking in Michigan or Wisconsin? Wisconsin, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Wisconsin. Is it different? A little well, b- different boom boom in each state. Well, it depends on how cold and cool it gets. Maybe in Montana. Something about Abby saying boom boom. That just, it's just I know, exciting. it's entertaining to me too. <laughs> boom boom pow. No sex in the boom boom room today, right. just foreplay. Yeah. Okay. Just foreplay. Just well, you know, I, I, I usually like to say at some point during the summer or some point during the year that, I mean, the reason we do this show is to talk about sex with the lights on. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about having sex with the lights off, but we talk. And like it's that. still light out. Luckily, it's we have the later hours out. of summer, so we're talking about it with the lights on. And so we oh, we right. want we want full disclosure about mm-hmm. sex, and so that's what it's all about. And so. Uh, yeah, and condoms can be used. The, that prize package is great because it can be used for all sorts of things. Like you said, it can be used for your foreplay activities to prevent infections and to be part of your safer sex regimen. So you don't even necessarily have to be engaging in intercourse. You may still be uh, just doing some of the more oral sex kind of things or just experimenting a little bit. And mm-hmm. these are great resources for that. And to try and try those things out while still being conscientious of your health at the same right. time. I and, think. A, and a lot of people don't know that when you are maybe just uh, going through foreplay or, you know, um, oral sex and kissing and other things that specifically oral sex, that there still is risk involved there. Right. When it guards. So a lot of people might just jump into that and think, oh, we're not having sex. Yeah, Therefore, so I'm, I'm not safe. putting myself at risk or anything. So mm-hmm. Right. That's a huge mis- mm-hmm. misconception. So. Well, this conversation is getting too heavy already. <laughs> uh, but if you if, if you do call in, we'll, we'll, we'll call it the Abby Prize Pack this time. Ooh. We'll, we'll stick in the candy corn condoms. Of course. And the 4th of July condoms. Yep. We're going to be patriotic. Names. This is good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Go America. And to look like a flag. Right. <laughs> And if you're in, there, in the dark, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and you can put run Deep the flag down. at the pole, right? <laughs> oh, and you think this mine is gone. <laughs> you so just put getting in the started. Chocolate condoms and everything like that. So sure. if, if, if you want to call in and tell us uh, what what their definition of foreplay is. Yeah, or well, the question favorite? I was going to start with is is just the general, is foreplay important to you? Is it something you do? Is it Or is, are you the type of person that when you jump in the sack, it's right to the point, right immediate, let's go to vaginal or anal sex like let's do that and you call me old you just said jump in the sack is that an old term (laughs) yeah dude sorry my dad raised me (laughs) i mean so so get the sack kevin let's put abby back on the spot since she just came back from the grand tetons yes which what's the translation of grand tetons well the grand tetons is a national park and it also means um, big boobs. So grand boobs. That's where I visited. I visited the grand boobs. I had no idea that that was the translation. You learned something new every day. Did you sketch any of them? You know, I was so tempted, but I just snapped photos. I thought, okay, yeah. I'll just look really slowly at these. Right, quick and easy. Yes, yeah, we were that's talking right. about having laughter during sex, too. I think oh, yeah. Was you and I were talking about that? You just remember it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. And I was I was watching Survivor Man on the okay. Learning Channel. Mm-hmm. Did you see it when when they 
he killed this the uh, a brown booby. It's called. It's a bird. <laughs> right. And he kept talking about eating a brown booby, and, and my wife and I were just laughing our butts off because he kept saying, "I'm about to roast the brown booby, and I'm going to eat the brown booby." <laughs> he, he, he was his own entertainment out like, there. You know, so when when you said you were to the Grand Tetons, and Kevin said. The definition is the boobies. <laughs> the grand boobies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, what, what, so what is your definition of foreplay? Abby, if we were to ask you. Mm, I think foreplay is anything that you do to kind of get excited before you do have intercourse. Mm-hmm. I think that's my definition at least. How about you guys? What do you think? I think it can even be broad, really broad, that, that people don't necessarily outright define foreplay as but I, I think this is part of foreplay is is an educational, maybe it's just my own definition, I guess, then of foreplay is somebody who's really intelligent, a really sexy conversation. It doesn't even have to be about sex, but there can be something really wonderful and a turn on about somebody who's really educated, who I'm engaged with, and there's really great communication. And that can be even like the pre-foreplay, you know what I, I mean? I never thought about that. I, I like that, though. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that leaves it up, as opposed to just those hookups, which, I mean... I don't know, not everybody's had a random bar hookup, but I have, and <laughs> you don't have that as much. You're trying to scream in the middle of a bar and trying yeah. to talk about things, and you're not getting that emotional the mental connection, connection. Yeah. and there's something really sexy about that emotional mental connection, which I think is a nice bridge before you're even actually engaging in, men, in maybe anything physical, you know, or verbal about sex. Are you staging sex? sex? Is that what you're yeah. doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's like pre, the pre-pre-sex. And then right. the pre-foreplay and then the foreplay and then the... I think you're segmenting it up a little bit. I think she makes a great point, which kind of just brings back the, the point that I was thinking about earlier, which is it's it's this grand uh, bubble, and a lot of things fit inside of it. And I think of just looks. When you give somebody a look across the room, how the eye contact along across the room can totally. flood your stomach, mm-hmm. can make you feel so connected with them. And then not just that first look, but then, oh, you make a couple looks throughout the night. That, I feel like, is almost even, I guess, another segment of building up to what's going to happen next, what's yeah, the next part of foreplay. Exactly, that, and it can be just eye contact. You may have not dance. even spoken to the person <laughs> yet. The dance, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like this overall connection you're building with the person then, emotionally and physically. Yeah, and, that's a great way to put it. And yes. I think the comfortability is that mm-hmm. big thing. Thing. Well, once you get to the more for, for the uh, what higher risque foreplay, <laughs> which is of course the oral sex and all that. Wait a minute! we got higher. I'm just saying that connection with eye this contact. This is getting too complicated. You no. asked me what my definition was. Just play. Just play. Exactly. Just play. I mean, why do we? Come on, Janelle. Why do we even have this word foreplay? Why do we even have to have foreplay? It's because most of the time you think it's before something else, before play. So why do we even have to have it? Why don't we just have sex? I don't know that you... That's what I'm asking. Well, (laughs) yeah, I I don't know that you even have to have foreplay or you have to define it necessarily. And maybe that's the confusing part is people are worried about defining it and are they doing it right? And maybe it's just because there have been times when I enjoy foreplay and especially for women and I know this is in, in particular to women is women have a harder time orgasming so foreplay is often really useful in that it takes a little longer for a woman to work up to that before she can orgasm um, so that's useful but there have been times where I don't want to have foreplay I just want to get to the boom boom right. <laughs> so I think there's there's a time and place for both 
And if you have a good connection with that individual, which maybe that's what what I need is more my foreplay than I even need necessarily a certain specific set of things, is I want that connection, that communication. So then sometimes we know it's right and we're just going to have a quickie. I know later we're going to talk about, potentially talk about quickies and are they good (laughs) or bad. Sometimes those are good and you have less foreplay. Sometimes you want to draw it out. You want to have that really sensuous or maybe naughty and risque Mm -hmm. and lots of fun, kinky oral stuff. I mean, I think there's a time and place for all of that. And part of utilizing all of those different things is, is being comfortable and deciding what you want sexually, what you enjoy, and foreplay is a way to learn about that right. without necessarily having to go right into intercourse. But why do we have to I mean, get to the well, boo-boo? My I think, think. Why I think, do we have to even call it foreplay? I mean, we don't have afterplay, do we? No, but I think historically, historically, I think we've been taught that uh, sex has a function, and in heterosexual relationships, it's to procreate. And when we talk about sex, it, in religious terms, like it's just meant to procreate. Um, they don't talk a lot about the connection of, of foreplay. So when we talk about sex, it's sex. And then to give it whatever all that other stuff is that doesn't have to necessarily do with the procreating, because you can have oral sex and not procreate, mm-hmm. they had to give it a term. They had to give it a general term that we can all call it something. Yeah, but we don't have to give it Well, it has term. play in it. What mm-hmm. did you say earlier? That it's, it's and I guess you're right, it's just, well, strict, just it's strictly before. When we talk about the uh, foreplay, and that's, that was my reservation about this, is we're talking about that there has to be something before intercourse, or there actually has to be intercourse as part of your sexual repertoire. And it doesn't have to be. No. You know, even when you're talking about it takes a long time for women to orgasm. Is that what we're all about? Is mm-hmm. that what we want? I mean, yeah, some men, most men, that's orgasm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all be all. is Right. Uh, but does that what it's all about? I mean, we do this exercise when we do sex therapy called Sensate Focus, where you actually, you know, focus on your body senses. Your part, you and your partner, will touch every part of your body with the, with the uh, uh, objective of never ever touching the genitals, just so you can see how <clears throat> the rest of the body feels. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because having a sexual experience doesn't necessarily have to be with intercourse. So that's my problem with foreplay. It's really heterocentric yeah. in that it's right. it's focused around hetero relationships, I think, and then takes away from different types of sexualities and and um, different types of I guess relationships, whether it be female, female, male and male, or whatever it be, in that sense. By saying foreplay it has to lead then to this specific mm-hmm. definition of intercourse you're losing the part that a foreplay can be actually what some people want to define as foreplay actually can be your intercourse. That can be uh, your absolutely. sexual relationship. Absolutely. For people point. who don't want to get right to the boom boom <laughs> or yeah. don't really want to have intercourse, I mean, just having fun with another person that's consensual. And yeah, very and much. To be honest, yeah. I don't intimate. think a lot of people these days, I don't think they use the word foreplay. I think they use the word fun. Let's have fun. Or okay. like, um, I think, I, I, and actually, that's a question I'd like to pose to our audience. Uh, if you want to call in, 432-3893. No, the question of, do people now? call it wait foreplay? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you people me, call it... You give me the big print, Dennis. and you can't even read the... <laughs> so the question I guess I'm going to pose to people, do people even call it foreplay in conversation anymore mm-hmm. when it's leading up to sex? Or is it just, hey, you want to have fun, or... Or yeah, is it are you down time? to get jiggy with it? Or what do they say? <laughs> boom, boom, I'm, I'm pow. Kinda, boom, boom, pow. Like, <laughs> it's boom, go. boom season. What are you going to do? So I guess I, I don't know if, if it's necessarily called foreplay anymore. I mean, I call it like that. I call it that because... 
the environment I work in, mm -hmm. I get it's it's easy to encapsulate all those things and say oral sex, kissing, massaging, um, fantasy, like going out through a fantasy. I remember watching an episode of Modern Family, which is one of my favorite shows, and uh, the main wife and and uh, husband in it. Uh, get together at a hotel for Valentine's Day and they pretend they're completely different people and they go through this role play and mm -hmm. I think that alone was the foreplay of what mm -hmm. was going to happen Definitely. later but I think in our terms or a, a younger generation even younger than me talk about it as, as casual as it's fun it's we're going to have fun which kind of yeah enjoying it one gets, another it gets very ambiguous of what's fun what are we actually going to do mm -hmm. which I guess maybe hooking up's another term well part, part of it use. you know you hit on is that it is very how do I want to say this? I mean, in, when we first started talking, we talked about the uh, number of minutes that most women need in foreplay to reach orgasm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and in a study a long time ago uh, of couples, we found that it takes women about 30 minutes of foreplay to reach orgasm. So if we're talking about foreplay, that that where men and women in heterosexual relationships only do about 15 minutes, and we know the men's going to ejaculate most men will, uh, in intercourse, and who's the one who's left not being satisfied? The right. woman, oftentimes, right. in those yeah. relationships. And so, yeah. why, you know, that's why I'd like to get away from the whole definition of foreplay and just call it, you know, let's just call well, it Well, you have made a point, too, that I think we should emphasize, and this is what I've, I've said this to partners in the past, is you're, we just said that the woman is unsatisfied. However, when, if I don't orgasm, that doesn't, it's not necessarily always the end-all be-all. Sure, orgasms are great. I can't deny that fact. However, if I am really being intimate with someone and not just having sex, um, it's, it's much more than that. It's deeper, more rewarding, and more enjoyable. And so there's something I'm getting from the entire experience, and it, it, there isn't always, doesn't necessarily have to be this end goal. Mm -hmm. So foreplay can be just a part of that experience without it being, I think, Knowing that the foreplay helps women orgasm, sometimes it makes it seem chore-ish for, for men. Like, oh, we have to do this because then that's, we have to do that for you to have to get to this point. So this is all part of this something. Like fairness and, aspect yeah. almost. Sure. Mm -hmm. And if we take that away and strip that away and strip this, you have to have this foreplay, you have to do this. And what about we're just enjoying the entire experience wholly? Mm -hmm. I think it, that takes some of that pressure off, you know? Do you think a lot of males would... Uh, if they knew that it, the end game wasn't that orgasm that they would get, that mm. they would fully enjoy it as much? Do you think... I think that that might be a, an obstacle that a lot of guys would have to kind of get over, even if it's just, let's say it's been a regimen them whole, their whole life, that if they yeah. start it, they're going to finish. Right. What about the idea, what if they don't finish? I mean, the idea, I think that might scare a lot of people in, in, in that, well... <laughs> The old, the old term of blue balls. Let's yeah, bring that up. Like sure. you start, you gotta finish. Otherwise, it's gonna hurt. Not always Not true. Not always. Yeah. Not always true. But people. Yeah, have, it's very rarely. True. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just funny. I think getting through specifically directed towards the males. If if we did kind of go in this ambiguous, let's let's have foreplay or let's just have play. This beautiful love making. And we don't necessarily yeah. need to finish. <laughs> and and it can be if we happen to finish, we finish. I don't know if they, if that's a concept that people would like to grasp on because I think people like the idea of finishing and well, yeah. having that release. Something. Exactly. Yeah, the release. The release. Yes. My There's old friend Duncan Wyeth used to do a lot of uh, lectures for me in my class. He'd lecture on sexuality and disability and how you can bring sexuality into the disabled population. Mm -hmm. He used to say males were indoctrinated when they were young because 
they would always hear the old McDonald song. The old McDonald goes, you know, old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And you would always say, what men were indoctrinated with was E-I-E-I-O. Erection, insertion, orgasm. Erection, oh, insertion, yeah. orgasm. <laughs> now, it's how we That's spoiled hilarious. the song for me. I've heard that. That I spoils think. it for me for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I can't teach my kids that one. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> Darn it. But, but That's if Abby, since you're the true only... Uh, student in the room here because we're all aging and we know the hell's now 30. <laughs> aging beautifully, of course. Absolutely. Do, do this generation talk about foreplay or is it even a word that people go, what? I, you know, I don't think we ever actually say the word. I think it just either happens and you accept it and you, I mean, do you know what it is? Yeah. What do people talk in hindsight these days? Do they? I well, I hear hook up like, oh, mm-hmm. I hooked up with them. Hook yeah. up and mess around and mess is a around, popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mess um, around. Mess so around. What's what's the definition of mess around? Oh, um, <laughs> I think messing around is kind of anything that you do. It's it's almost I guess simultaneous with foreplay. Yeah. Anything you do before intercourse, whether it be you know kissing, making out, okay. oral sex, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess yeah, even oral sex is considered messing around though. So yeah. I guess that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's right that's as where opposed to intercourse, right. which isn't necessarily fair, and mm-hmm. that's what confuses people, especially when safety is concerned. I think oh, you're definitely. right. Well, if you if if men knew in heterosexual relationships and in lesbian relationships, if the partners knew that. Of t- we did a study about 10 years ago now. We asked women, of these 10 different uh, types of sexual activity you can be involved in, what brings you the most satisfaction? What is the most enjoyable for you? What do you think they said? Kissing? Yeah, I was going to say kissing. Was it kissing? No. You, already, you just said it, Abby. Me? Kissing? Oh, oral sex? Oral oh, oral sex, sex. for women. Overwhelming oh, men, really? men or women performing on women. Overwhelmingly, women said uh, oral sex performed on them was the most satisfying, most erotic, okay. most enjoyable, for, and most likely to get an orgasm. Sure. Intercourse, dead last. Wow. Dead last of the ten. Uh, That's interesting. I don't believe that. Of course, you're a male. There you Why go. Would you be? I know. <laughs> dead last, they came in, you know, with, with everything. Kissing was like number two on the so, list. But oral sex came in. So, how would you think that would change the game if partners of women knew that? Would it change the game or would it still be, oh, I got to do this before I do? Uh, I think intercourse? it depends individual mm-hmm. preferences. I think I've talked to people. And in, in, I can remember back when I was an undergrad hearing the guys on my floor talk about certain things and and then see certain ones go off the side and with their just close buddies and talk about, you know, actually, I didn't I don't do that with my girlfriend. Specifically, I've also heard females talk about it and mm-hmm. they say, oh, no, yeah, he won't do that for me. He won't go. He there. won't do that. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't oh, yeah. want to. Like mm-hmm. he has no urge there. Why, and I, why yeah. doesn't he have the urge? I guess he I think maybe. That's also situational. He could have just, he knows sex as one way. He knows it as okay. like this, this, you got to do it this way, this way, this way. And you get comfortable sometimes. And it's scary to go outside of that box and say, hey, I might be into you uh, kissing my feet or like doing other foreplay things mm-hmm. that, that you may have been in a relationship for three, four months, but you still have never even dove into those topics of, I don't want to scare them away. Is this weird? So I think it's it's regimented. It's it's this process in their head that they see going mm-hmm. on that might block them from. Oh, I might enjoy this. I've never tried. But it. the question was, if they Sorry. knew, 
that their partner said that was that's probably brings me the most satisfaction what well, they changed fear of insecurities and mm -hmm. inequities not being able to do it right knowing that they want that and then oh, being true. afraid that they can't i mean i was married to a man who never practiced or never wanted to do oral sex and was a bit miserable. <laughs> um, I'm not married anymore. So. Well, you were. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. And, you know, but, but when I discussed it with him, he would say that it was because he was afraid. Like, he just had never done it, really. Didn't know what to do. Felt mm -hmm. like he would be, you know, a bull in a china shop and down I, there. And that brings up a very important thing that I think a lot of people don't feel comfortable telling people, mm -hmm. I like that in the moment, like, uh -huh. oh, yes, I yeah. like that, I want that. That communication, even if it's a couple giggly at first, sure. which it always will be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you like that? Oh, that's kind of weird. I didn't think you would type of thing, mm -hmm. but okay. okay well, and so you again. open that, you kind of, you just have to communicate. And as, as hard as it is, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but I think the general rule, I think, honestly, I have it in my agenda. The general rule is I think a lot of people that feel satisfied by their partner if there's a comfortability level there that they would want to satisfy their partner. So if that knowledge was available to them that they were like, oh, you like that? If it's maybe in the general sense of uh, 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 data and they hear that women in general like that and want that, maybe that's the buffer of instead of hearing her specifically say she likes that, maybe it gives them like, oh, the open door, maybe I'll try it. Mm -hmm. If I hear her moan or enjoy it, then I know it's confirming that she does like it. And well, I think... In my 30 years of doing this, when you're in when you're in a counseling session or when you're in a a location where a couple or even an individual feels like it's secure and it's safe and you can talk about it, I can't tell you a number of times when men will say to me, uh, "I'm looked at as a good lover because I know how to perform oral sex, because I really know how to perform oral sex." Or in a couple's relationship where they say, "She says, you know, I really love our sex life." I said, "What do you like about this?" He knows how to perform all sex mm -hmm. and stuff. And he knows, and they do communicate. So, But the segue to that is, if you want to protect yourself on oral sex... <laughs> Good one. We have a product here. You want to explain the product? Sure. Um, a lot of people, It's you even said it, Janelle, that it's really hard to find. Um, it's yeah. a dental dam. It's a, a barrier for oral sex. This when, should be on YouTube. When, performed, <laughs> when performed on a female and or a male, um, it can either you used vaginally or anally um, mm -hmm. as a protection and a lot of people don't know this like you're not just sucking on plastic you can put flavored lube on it so yeah. it's not as plasticky or flavored but this specific one is actually flavored and it's vanilla yeah. and so as our lovely host has volunteered yes. she's raising her did hand I volunteer right did I really oh, did. I was just she's gonna, she was she's gonna taste the flavor of her first dental down oh man so it's le it's so sealed this, it's wrapped and it's we, should, just, we should explain too that when you're using a dental dam um, you should put a drop of lube on the side facing the genitals, even if it's already lubed, like flavored lubed on one side, which is supposed to be for the enjoyment of the person person pleasuring the other individual, but it makes it more enjoyable if you put a little bit of lube on the side facing the genitals. And the best way to explain it for those of you out there is I think of those blue uh, medical gloves. Um, this one, it, it happens to be blue because it's a flavored vanilla one, but it's just uh, a type of stretchable plastic. Um, you can use non-microwavable plastic as well, but yeah, these Saran are... Yeah, Saran Wrap works mm -hmm. yep. just fine. you got to be in the studio to see it. Tell us what it tastes like. It doesn't like. smell too bad, I must say. And, and we do this it often like in our in our department. Smell. We do taste test the okay. items. So it go smells, for it. We I were mean, taste testing today. We were, were we? taste testing and, and seeing what our... We, <laughs> 
quality control. As quality quality right. assurance, I should say. You know, right. we did a story about taste testing cheeseburgers last week. I did not think I'd be taste testing these <laughs> this yeah, week. Worcestershire <laughs> back in grand boobies right now. <laughs> Has that's anyone right. out in the audi- our audience used dental dams yeah. for foreplay? Feel free to call in at 423 Yeah, if you call in, we'll have a, uh, a complimentary pack of different flavors of oh, dental dams. I, and I will condoms. taste this one for you to see if yep. okay. vanilla is worth it. As right, she's ready? tasting it, um, again, the number is 432-3893. Uh, join our conversation. We're talking about think, foreplay and the conversations that tasty? lead to sex. Is one side tasty and not the other? That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> I, it, I can taste it a little bit, but... It's usually the one that's wrapped into itself, so okay. it folds. That's yeah, the so flavor part one. of it. Okay. So she's tasting it. She's and you can make it. a dental dam out of condoms. So if you don't have a dental dam or you don't win the prize pack, this will be on her Facebook profile. You can cut a condom lengthwise yep. and make a dental dam, or out of any rubber gloves and, like I said, saran wrap too. So it really can be utilized in more practical. <laughs> dental dams are hard to find in the store. Yep. And they're very thin too. Yes. You know, and it very stretches, thin. and it's yep. it's it's not. They're very malleable, so it's not like you have this barrier and you're just mm-hmm. kind of brush on the surface. You can get invasive if you'd like to. Yeah, it's you can your still choice. feel temperature through it, like oh, yeah. heat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's where I think the lube helps. It helps heat. with heat transfer yeah. and sens- sensitivity. You put lube on yeah. your, you know, I used to do, put lube on your hands like this and put a dental dam and have people close their eyes and see if they could feel it through it. And sometimes you can't even feel it. Oh, wow. You can barely tell the difference. You can barely yeah. tell there's anything so, there. That's really cool. So what's yeah. the verdict on, on the flavor? You know, I couldn't taste it that much, but I think I'd you rather... Can smell it. I can smell it. You know, and I think so that kind of simulates nice. the taste. But mm-hmm. then also, I didn't taste plastic. You know, it wasn't okay. like this nasty taste. Rubber. I think it kind of canceled out that taste, which is good. Sure. <laughs> but and it's also, I mean, it's large, so, you know, people, it won't get lost. A lot of people don't <laughs> yeah, see these. Like you said, they're not in the stores as you leave. So a lot I think people when they first see those um even when i'm counseling they're like what is that mm-hmm. they're like what is this plat like what do i do I people to- don't use those very often no. in, tr- in practice right they're out there and that's why i think they're hard to find in the store because stores just can't sell it's not them. popular so it's, not no. and it's intimidating them. i think i think know? so yeah yes. well, it could be too and that I, I mean some of them are made with that are translucent you can see through them because for a lot of people the visual Performing oral sex or, or yeah, manipulation. That's, that's sexy too. That's sexy too. And and what you said was I think a really important part, Abby, is that smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't talk about how important smell is in foreplay, if mm-hmm. we're gonna use that terminology. Oh, sure. Smell is really important. But and I think uh one thing we haven't addressed yet is um, we did talk about how sometimes it's it can be un- or the knowledge isn't there that you maybe should be using um, protective measures during oral sex. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think it ruins the mood. It's gonna cut the thing and a lot of people don't know that you can integrate it so well into into the acts that you're doing in a very sexy way like sure. we always talk about in our department the fun way to put on a condom yeah and it's with your mouth and, <laughs> and people don't you of course don't bite down on it no. you, you put it on your tongue purse your lips and roll it down with the shaft with your hand and and a lot of people think like oh we have to stop i need to grab the condom or oh, i need to stop and grab a dental dam yeah it can be fluent it can be part of the act itself and a lot of people might be scared if I bring that out, will they think that I think they're dirty, or will I will they think that I'm dirty? And there's that stigma that's mm-hmm. there, and a lot of people don't realize that it's empowering to know that you're taking care of yourself, and and some people respect that you take care of yourself, and then other people actually take yeah. it to heart, and they're like, wait, maybe I should start thinking about taking care of myself. But <laughs> I don't like we talked about. I don't think it's it's widely used enough. It is. Um, I like to say that sexual health is sexual responsibility, and sexual responsibility is the new sexy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and this is something that it's going to take a while to, oh, yeah. to really catch on. And I think the more education helps when people are aware of how many people are actually 
contracting and live and or living with STIs and STDs, then they realize that there actually is a real and relevant risk. It's not just certain kinds of people or people who have sex with a hundred million people. I mean, it really is across the board. I talk to thousands of people every day of all different walks of life. So that helps to know that as well. Mm-hmm. And you can laugh. You know, you were talking about, Kevin, that it can feel a bit awkward when you're getting into foreplay and trying to incorporate some safer sex components as well. And you want to be healthy, but you don't want to ruin the mood. You don't want to lose a heart on. I mean, you're just worried right. that this is going to stop and ruin your chances. And I think what people need to understand is, is really could be kind of fun is in, involving some of that laughter. And you can mm-hmm. have a little fun with it. And mm-hmm. if you can even laugh and say, oh, this is awkward, or <laughs> oh, ha, ha, or right. something, you know. I mean, of course, that sounded super dorky, but, <laughs> no, but if you say it in a, in a cool way, whatever is a cool way accent, to say right? it. Yeah, whatever, exactly. That also um, builds intimacy, mm-hmm. and so that helps build your relationship, and then you do that, and you slowly have a couple of those awkward moments, you bridge the gap, and then you can talk about some of the more complicated things. Maybe you do have a foot fetish Mm -hmm. and would really like to engage in that. And then you've already laughed about a couple of things. You've already become a little more intimate with one another. And then that comfort level is is bridged. And I think we can all agree that uh, when everyone talks about an elephant in the room, it's always uncomfortable until you address it. And then you're breaking that ice. You're finally, okay. I mean, it could end up bad. It could not end up bad, but it's, you're breaking that. And it's, it's, it's getting rid of that. Actually all that the question marks, the unknown, um, yeah. the insecurities maybe of, about addressing the fact that we should be using this because maybe somebody had a couple partners not, not more than a month ago. And yeah. I don't know, the idea of, of, of bringing out, I guess, a dental dam or any safe sex uh, item when I was real young, I remember thinking that's, a, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's something that only, in my head back then, that only promiscuous, only slutty people right. use. Right, use, because mm-hmm. they need to, because mm-hmm. they're dirty or and something. And they better keep me clean if they're, right. you know. Right. But, okay, um, I, just, I just figured something out. Okay. What you figure? What'd you figure out? You're all dorky. I'm going back, I'm going back to the 60s when, when free love and free sex, and we didn't I have all that. these peace, talks man, about... Peace, <laughs> So what is your definition of... Well, well I guess I mean, you don't like foreplay, yeah, right? I keep, you know, I, I hear what you say, Janelle, and you know I have a, and the utmost respect for you and, and for Uh-oh. Mr. Kevin and stuff. But what, what does it mean to be sexually responsible? I'm sitting here going, this is like 30 years of safer sex talk, you know, <laughs> being sexually responsible, be protect himself, safer sex... Uh, well, I almost said what you said last time. Uh, darn, <laughs> shoot. You know, it's, it takes all the fun out of it. I mean, for foreplay, I mean, foreplay in my day was still, you know, first base, second base. Mm-hmm. You know, can you get the third base? It was like but a it, checklist, you know, it was unfortunately. Fun. Yeah. You know, it was yep. fun. We just, after the 60s, everything became so serious, you know. So, and yeah. well, I yes, think we're neglecting. I truly understand that. With anything in life, there are logical consequences to risks that you take. Right. And one of the risks that, you know, if you decide to to choose to be sexually active with somebody and you don't want to, you know, think about protection or you don't want to think about asking them questions like, who are you? And and then a logical consequence could be an STI. A logical consequence, uh, consequence could be an unwanted child. 
Right. Those are logical consequences. But what about the fun part? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I think we were neglecting the entire population of people that are in a monogamous relationship, and they may have not jumped into the, the, the uh, environment of foreplay. Those people that may have been um, not even having sex, or maybe those that are having sex, but they're in a monogamous relationship. So they don't necessarily need to worry about those, well, perhaps some sort of birth control is good if you don't want a pregnancy, but I think there's the monogamous relationships that maybe they haven't even tapped into that, which, mm -hmm. I mean, the greatest thing about that is they're in a monogamous relationship. They don't need to actually have those barriers of protection uh, from STIs, and they don't necessarily need to navigate around that. So and that gonna, brings out that uncomfortable, oh, we're going to up just... the Abby prize pack here. <laughs> For somebody who wants to call in, tell us what most fun thing about foreplay is for you, or yeah. about being involved in sex, and, and we're gonna we're gonna put the special super duper Abby prize pack together. <laughs> we're gonna put in the flavored condoms, the flavored dental dams, sex oh, 101, and we'll put in a hundred condoms. Right? And I will say you the know. sex right. 101 etiquette book has some very very humorous pictures in it. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to get the giggling started during foreplay, sure. just flip through that book and look at the pictures. So, and you, know, you can call four three two three eight nine three. Join the conversation. Three eight nine three. So yeah, we have. A had a caller in a little while. I last couple well, of it's summertime and all the camps are here and the kids That's aren't going to call Maybe they're sitting in the dorms listening. Seventh <laughs> and eighth graders, which may, yeah. maybe they should be listening. So let me, let me pose this oh, question to you. It's one of the questions I usually pose when I'm talking, usually to a, to a woman after doing counseling. So how do you know what you want when it comes to sex? How do you know what your body wants? How do you know what your mind wants? How, how do you self-discover what you want, or is it by accident? You know, I think it's by I, accident. I think I've told Kevin, after teaching homosexuality for 30 years now, I always have people write this anonymous paper about themselves and how they explored it and what happened to them. And most of the time it's by accident or they never find out what they really mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm. of teachings. You can't touch your body. So how do you find out what you like? I what you want? I think it is by accident. I think you know, you're, I mean, you're in the by moment. accident? I mean, not... <laughs> he's... He or she is trying something, and, yeah. and then you're like, "Whoa!" That well, feels and you good. could intentionally try something curious. Absolutely. If you like it. Oh my gosh! Some women are you suggesting yeah. what? <laughs> right. Stepping like out of the box. Yeah. Touching. Absolutely. Oh yeah, masturbation's great. We haven't. We, that's the first time we haven't used masturbation in, in a right. show. We right. usually <laughs> talk about it all immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So getting very excited. Which hey, I am masturbator. Well, I mean, but but. We all know that sometimes that's taboo for people because they've either yeah. religious culture or whatever. Mm -hmm. sure. so how do you how do you find out what you like think, or what you want? I think part of it too is you know talking with your girlfriends or watching movies and that kind of thing. You you know sex you in see, the city is that where you find yeah. out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But you know no, you hear your something friends, when you're talking right. about that, like yeah. when Samantha, the most promiscuous character mm -hmm. on there, tried a a sex swing. I can remember my roommate <laughs> being like, "I've never tried that," and I go. Really? Are we going to start this conversation? Okay, let's start it. <laughs> right, right. And I think it does happen. And, and, yeah. and it, it happens among your friends. And I think that's where you get a lot of the acceptance mm -hmm. of what's okay and what's normal. And, and and I'd have to warn, though, to be careful. If somebody says something or your friends are all agreeing, like a lot of women are really um, anti-anal sex. Mm -hmm. And then I think they're afraid to try it, stuff like that. Um, oh, we have a caller. We have a caller, so maybe oh, they want to talk about this. Awesome. All right, Please let's see. join us. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Just turn your uh, station on and uh, really interested about what you guys are talking about. Okay, what's your name? My name is Ian. Hi, Hi Ian. Ian. Now, what do you have to say about foreplay? What do you think about it? Well, you know, what really uh, got me interested was um, you guys are talking about, uh, like, oral sex, like, you know, uh, what guys are doing mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm really, like, just calling in to 
talk to like I'm like talking to all the guys who are too scared to do it. Like you know, go down to their girlfriends. It's really uh. Do, really did, to me. do they give any reasons why? Like, are they ever just like uh, they're scared of something, or is it just like, no, I don't do that? Or is there any reason that they your friends ever give? Well, you know what? I got like, I mean, off the top of my head, I got a couple. I got a couple buddies who just think it's like, just think it's gross. Like, you know, what what is gross down there? And I'm like, come on, man, you're you're in this situation. I mean, like, you're in the heat of the moment, and it's. Fun. It's really fun. You just gotta go. Out, you just gotta dive in. Right. And a lot of these guys. Do you think? <laughs> uh, have they told you they've done it before and they think it's gross, or oh, that no, it's no. just that unknown thing that they think is gross? It's just ignorant. It's just like yeah. general ignorance. You know, like they they never done it before. They're just like they don't even know what's down there. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. Come on, man. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I, I want you to be the poster boy. Actually, <laughs> I, I want to put you yeah, on the poster saying it's it. fun down there. It's fun <laughs> down there. Come because, on down. Because you know what? You're you're right. Because for a lot of men, once they discover and they get it, for some men, let's be honest, it's like beneath them, yeah. because they feel yeah. it's psychologically beneath them, and that you went down on a woman, and a woman's supposed to go down on you. But at, if you know, and you're truly into this this duality of what sex is all about and you realize hey I've got something here that she really likes and actually it's kind of fun to do it and why wouldn't I right and I think uh, a lot of your friends might not know that that what their male might be performing on them um he's the only one that can do that like I mean sure you can masturbate um, and females might masturbate but there's still nothing like another person doing that to you and and I guess the empowerment that they could have if they did it it could be there but I guess there's this that fear that the, uh-huh. the unknown and, Ian do you feel almost satisfied because you do have the skill set <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I didn't know I had the skill set so my uh, girlfriend let me know and I'm like alright I uh, feel pretty good about myself congratulations Ian <laughs> right. that's communication that's you guys had whether it's non-verbal or non-English I mean there's still that confirmation that you know that you satisfied her right. I, think, I think Abby's question is right on oh, because yeah. I, absolutely right on because the number of guys I've talked to over the years who maybe it's not oral sex but know what their partner wants and tries to perfect it and tries to communicate with their partner about how best to do it come away feeling like yeah I know <laughs> And you walk a little higher in the street. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as females, I guess, uh, I mean, we're amongst a, a sex exposure panel right now, but uh, in general, do you think females, or maybe even your girlfriend, Ian, uh, is it always the first uh, idea for them, like, saying it's okay that I talk about what I feels good down there? Is it, is, is it acceptable for them to say that that feels good for them as oh, a female? Yeah. I feel like, I feel personally, you got to talk about everything that you're doing. Like, you're not going to know what a, what a person likes, what they're into, what feels good unless you know, you're out there talking to each other and being really honest. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't, I, well, when I first did it, I didn't know what to expect, so I just kind of went and went, went out and done it. <laughs> but, like, uh, but, You're but gutsy. Right after, like, my girlfriend and I were, like, what, hanging out at Denny's, and I was like, Sit. so, uh, hey, you know what I think, I think I did earlier. What do you think about that? And she was into it, so. Good. And yeah. see, you kind of made a good point, that the conversation about whether or not it feels good doesn't have to happen there you don't need to like go through the checklist afterward like did I do everything right was it mm-hmm. there it can be a casual like later on conversation oh, like yeah. I that, totally like that or mm, maybe Dennis not. might ask you to be their poster boy too you never know <laughs> <laughs> the place for conversation yeah. I guess so yeah. that's great well, Ian, thank you and you're yeah. gonna get the Abbey prize pack Woo! so uh, <laughs> leave your name with us and uh, thanks for calling in yeah we yeah, appreciate thanks, it Ian. great input uh, thank you very much great talk thanks yep. Ian bye so what do you think, Janelle? 
You know, it's so interesting. Oral sex in particular has always been this big hang up and part of it is because I've had partners who've been so afraid and who have been reticent, whereas I've performed and been the giver and never had been the receiver. So I've always had this, oh, my own mental stigma about making someone do something they don't want to do yeah. or like grossed out or uncomfortable about. And I almost feel like I don't want it to be a chore for that partner. So I don't ask for it when I really should because I've never had good oral sex really, you know, so, or at least not enough to where, so I've always just enjoyed intercourse and vaginal penetration, whereas I think it's the other way around for a lot of women because they orgasm that way. And maybe I'm an anomaly that way, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think it's very fascinating though because that it is, it's a bummer that people feel that way um, because it's not true necessarily too. And actually there's scientifically, chemically, if you are a good match and your biology is a good match, you'll actually think one another smells good, even in sexual mm -hmm. areas. Your pheromones will smell good to one another. Mm. And there are matches where you won't smell good to one another because biologically that really isn't a good match. And that's mm -hmm. been scientifically proven. I was just watching this on like the Discovery Channel all about sex and say, that's whatever. Fast, that's this fascinating. That's yeah. like beyond my realm of thought. I know. Like, oh, it's wow. kind of mind blown. And, right. and that individual's unique particular, and not that there is going to be, men have their own pheromones and unique smell in their sexual region. And so do women, of course, but, um, you know, a healthy body is going to have just some sort of faintness to it. And that will be naturally attractive if you are a good biological match. And that's also why some women will get, if they're not using um, condoms and barriers, they'll get like repetitive bacterial vaginosis or mm. yeast infections because the biology is not, the chemistry is not a good fit. So, yeah, I think that's, which all plays into that, and I think that's hard then for men and women, especially women, to communicate what they want well, because of that think, fear. And I think we have to be, I have to be clear, I'll, I'll say that for myself, that not all women might like oral sex. Right. Not all women are comfortable with it. Just, so just because women say, you know, in surveys and stuff, that that's the most pleasurable, that's mm -hmm. the most satisfying, some women may not be comfortable with it. And you go back to the studies, the anthropological studies, about what are the two predominant senses that babies are born with, that they learn with, and that we grow up with and still use it in sex are touch and smell. Mm -hmm. Those are two predominant. And whenever we've done the, uh, the surveys with students, and after doing 10,000 of these with students about what are turn-ons and turn-offs, usually one and two for turn-ons are smell and touch, right. mm -hmm. and turn-offs are smell and touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So smell is really important. And mm -hmm. for some people, uh, going down on, on, a, on a male or a female could have some consequences of if you don't practice good hygiene, sure. it could be a smell. So you have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it gets uh, it gets daunting. Like if if somebody kind of decides that they don't like oral sex after the first time because maybe the person just didn't hit the right buttons, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. maybe people put up that wall that oh I didn't like it that one time I hate it I don't right. that's not for me. Well, and maybe they do find through time that it isn't for them. They really can't seem to orgasm that way or mm -hmm. get the pleasure that they would want out of that. It's just too much work and not enough reward. Yeah. Um, but then again, like I said, there's those people that might have that one time and they just shut it off or close the door for, for life because that one person didn't perform it correctly or to the best that they could have. Well, it's coming back down to communication. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really is because, uh, you know, one of the other exercises we used to do in class is I'd have the class actually take Play-Doh and make female uh, genitalia yeah, and male genitalia. And I'd have the women make the male. And it was surprising the number of males who could do the right female genitalia, but the women couldn't. 
Oh, really? Wow. They and, I, really? and I ask them to point out, you know, what, what's a different spot. And I don't know how many times women would say, well, that's my cum spot. And I said, so what do you call that? Mm -hmm. Well, and this, I don't know, but that's, that's where it feels best. <laughs> and I go, yeah. really? Okay, and, and it was just amazing. They don't have the amazing. exact words. So, and I think you said it before, Janelle, it's that even if you do go down and try to perform it, you mm -hmm. may not, not quite know how to do it, and yeah. your partner may not know how to communicate. Well, that's too long on that one spot, you know, maybe go around here a little bit, and it's, it's that direction and communication yeah. sometimes. But if you have that, it's wonderful. It mm -hmm. is, it is. And if I think some of it is maybe just patience, because mm -hmm. you're not going to get it right the first time, second, and or third time. And everybody does these things differently, and so there's not necessarily, which kind of even goes back to initially, Dennis, when you are saying, do we have to do foreplay? Do we have to call it that? Not everyone does everything the same way. And so you may not, you may not even know what to ask for. And I think that's what's most frustrating, with, especially with women who haven't done a lot of exploring, haven't tried masturbation. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, after it's going to be different when someone else is doing it as opposed to when you're self-engaging. So even that is different. You can't necessarily say do the same thing I do when I masturbate because it feels different when somebody else is doing that. So, I mean, right. that can be very tough. I think that's It's, it's, it's really tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's to our listeners, <laughs> an amazing exercise is to do that sensate focus. Mm -hmm. Is that tell your, tell your partner that you, neither one of you can touch the genitals and then stroke every part of the body and you, what your partner has to do is tell you how that feels and whether you want harder touch, softer touch, lighter touch, more touch, and with no genital focus, and you have to do it to each other, the whole body. So you know what, what you want, and through that, you can get an idea what your partner wants. Oh, I like, she likes lighter touch. Mm -hmm. He likes more touch. And I think, um, I think what we haven't hit on yet, but having that com conversation is very important, but I guess creating that safe environment is also more important. Um, I have this on our hey, agenda. You mean not in Denny's? Like, well, no, no, that talking about it in Denny's <laughs> That's is fine. great. Yeah, probably not yeah. acting it out in Denny's when you're <laughs> right. waiting for your moons over my hammy. Oh, moons over my hammy. <laughs> like, yes. you're probably not going to be served. The moons your food. over my, my hammy is the grand tea What I'm yeah. saying is creating that environment <laughs> so that it is more comfortable, which it could be easy as. Uh, being in a room by yourselves, being completely closed off and making sure that no one's going to be in there unless that's you're into that and you mm -hmm. like people walking in on you. But um, I think that the conversation's harder when you're not in that safe environment. Um, you could, I mean, people can be as particular as uh, the sheets aren't clean. I don't want to, like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that there. And it sounds very particular, but I, I think making sure you guys realize, or the, not you guys, the couple realizes that this is a safe environment. This is, we can kind of openly and say talk. that like it's okay. Whatever you say, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna necessarily. I'm not gonna laugh. I mean, we may laugh because it's just awkward as we're talking mm -hmm. about it. But you know, what are you thinking? And it's okay. And I mean, yeah, and making figuring that out what clear. the new norm can become, and right. like being comfortable with what that new norm is, even though it wasn't a norm before, and that's mm -hmm. what's scary. But making that, acknowledging the uncomfortableness, but uh, doing it in that environment that that is conducive to have that conversation sure. or, or able to your your roommate's not going to be mad that you're moaning because that's your confirmation that things are that's feeling good that's our next good. show on moaning mm -hmm. moaning, <laughs> moaning. Different I moan nail me backwards now another thing we were talking about before the show is conversations that actually lead to sex and maybe even the foreplay or the fun part the play mm -hmm. conversations that lead to play so I was researching this and they said one of the most common ones was when pe people were talking about their favorite food 
Oh. oh. Isn't that interesting? You know, I, I did look into one of our old uh, agendas, and we talked about food and sex, and oh, I, yeah. I almost added that into one of the examples of, of what foreplay can be. That's and why I think we I, like Abby. I know, and, and I, I, I think that's one of the big ones that, I mean, you could be in Denny's and using the moons over Miami. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it it's fun. Sharing, Denny's sh- is getting a plug tonight. I know. I don't know how I did that. I promise. Sharing a meal with somebody is one of the most sensuous things you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of times there are tie-ins, and John Lee would say that there's very close tie-ins to sharing a meal because oh, yeah. it's like sharing your body sometimes. Uh, the but textures, I wanna, I, I, smell, and it also it also it also from, it promotes mm-hmm. that eye contact that I was talking about earlier, where mm-hmm. you could just be forced to doing it, and you maybe are at the table and you haven't finished your dinner yet, but you want to jump that person's bones. So <laughs> that eye contact until you're finishing boom, boom. Like, please, boom, please, boom, right? boom, boom, bow. Well, I want to give. I, I wanna, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to put both Abby and Janelle on the spot here. Here we go, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I, yeah, I'll, I'll use the concept before I play, but tell me what you think of the. Lost art. I well, I shouldn't say it that way. The art of kissing. I think it's very important. That's one Incredibly of my favorite parts. Incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. tell me why? Why? Because we. Sp- this seems like this generation <laughs> spends so little time with kissing. I thought you were saying not the great lost kissers art of like chivalry. Us. I'm like, chivalry <laughs> isn't dead. That is no, foreplay. No, open a door. It's sexy. No, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to jump your bones. Open the door for we me. We hardly ever talk about <laughs> that. On. We talk foreplay. We um, talk about yeah, the, you know, kissing, though. the mm-hmm. grand boobies or or first place, but no one ever talks about Yeah, and we have the same reaction right yeah, off the bat. Abby, just, what do you think? Like, I mean, I think kissing, too, you, if you think about it, there's also, it's a whole other department, because there's so many ways mm-hmm. to kiss. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. so, I mean... Oh, it, a whole other department? Yeah, I mean, it really is. True, and there's... And, uh, it's a department now. Department <laughs> uh, areas you can mm-hmm. have. That's true, too. There is. I mean, yeah. So I'm now that you mentioned it, there's so many different ways you can kiss. Mm-hmm. On the mouth, there's so many different ways you can kiss in other areas. Yeah. I how mean, long? How fast? You stay out of this conversation. And it involves, like, that... That, that extra sensory, that texture, that mm-hmm. smell, and it's so intimate. You're that close, you know, engaging physically and just playing with how those different feelings. You can nibble, you can lick, you can do all different things with your lips and with those with those areas. And mm-hmm. it's so. Well, do you feel? Do you feel partners share that? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I've always been really big on mm-hmm. that. I think it's important. And sometimes, I don't know, I think where where that starts to die a little bit is after people have been in a relationship a long time. Mm-hmm. They don't do the heavy makeout sessions because initially the heavy makeout and the really kissing was part of that initial exploring when you We're first kind of know start, each other. Yeah, you first slowly start to hook up mm-hmm. and that's, you know, a safer route, a really a less invasive. So people do a lot of that, whereas then they've been in a long-term relationship and it's important. My partner and I make make a point because we both enjoy kissing, and we make a point to say we're going to make out for a minute, or you know, <laughs> and just stop each other and do some of that, which is great because I think that's where the butterflies come in, mm-hmm. yeah. and that gets some of those. That's part of that foreplay, getting that it's sexual like energy, and you start yeah. getting this rhythm and those this, chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start getting engaged. Absolutely. So why why do this generation spend so little time doing it? Is that proven? Do, I, I don't yeah. know. Is it? Really? What a shame. I think it's because we're so, I mean, this generation, it seems to be perceived as fast-paced, go, go, go generation in technology and that kind of thing. So I don't know if that translates to the bedroom. So it's lips to genitals in 0.5 seconds. Maybe that song, like, zero to Well, you're you're going into the eye contact at that point. You you might have to look at the person in their eyes and, and... I think this generation doesn't do that. They they're not used to looking at it. And we've talked about this in the past yeah. that people 
in this generation. I mean, I think their necks are probably juxtaposed permanently because <laughs> they're always looking at their phone while they're walking. And mm -hmm. the idea yeah. of texting somebody over calling them, I mean, even when you call somebody, you're not looking at their face. But that translates to our communication, like keeping yeah, an eye contact. So sexting, yeah, way too intimate for some people. Replacing kissing? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe I, that's your fourth no, no, play. No, uh, uh, what is that picture? Sexting. Um, Snapchat? Snapchat oh, there is you go. replacing Snapchat. kissing. Ooh, yeah. that could be our next thing. Is that the replacement? Honestly, that should of, be our next topic. Snapchat? You take you pictures and it can only be seen for a certain amount of seconds. Yeah, so they that's blow what, up in the interwebs in theory. Yeah. I'm like, there's got to be somewhere right. that these and, and I guess stored. Younger, 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 generations, yeah. younger generations, their parents are worried that they're sending <laughs> inappropriate pictures and, via this because there's no record of it. And the thing is, is you can screenshot it, but if you screenshot the picture, the person who sent it knows because it tells you. somebody's doing this. Ooh. And what if, bad, what, if, what if you're with a bad kisser? Um, I mean, that, Ooh, yeah, there's that fear question. of, like, what if we don't mesh well in that area? Like, I know what to do with my lower area, to, with yeah. your lower area, because I've seen it, and that, that was, works. That was, that was, uh, but I don't know how I this is going to mesh. I think that's a window into your intimacy to go forward. Oh, sure. At least Absolutely. I learned that with an you can flow and, well yeah. together. And, and the bad kissing mm -hmm. led to how bad How do you know sex. a bad kisser? Um, and I don't necessarily think, and I, I had said this at the time too, like to girlfriends and stuff, but I don't actually think he was necessarily a bad kisser overall and whole for everybody. For whatever reason, the way in which I engaged in that kind of intimate level, that part of my intimacy did not match with his. Mm -hmm. It and just wasn't reciprocated. That's kind of a feeling that I, no. I can't remember so is, back. is kissing yeah. more intimate than other forms of foreplay? I think, to me, kissing is the most intimate form of foreplay. I, mm -hmm. I think because that's, I mean, I feel like kissing is that one first engagement. You know, you're re really connected, you're really... It's personal. Yeah, you're really personal, and you're breaking, like, a, one of the intimate barriers. And know? isn't it true that we can kiss somebody in public, like, you can kiss somebody in public and still feel like, okay, even around people, we're we just, just this close. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. yeah, it's between yeah. us. It's that it's connection kind of that too. is only you two touching each other in that. Yeah. In that way, with and your it, lips. And if you think about it, too, the, I mean, the hand placement. There, there's You can put your hand on their things, head, yeah. their oh, hi with hips. Their hair, I mean, which, and that adds yeah. to it, too. So that's part of the play, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I don't know. but um, Or even withholding a little bit. Like absolutely. Kissing hard and then being like, oh, got to go get this uh, fast food over here. That, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then maybe the male is just Sounds like, oh, like you somebody just done me. some teasing in their life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think that if you have a bad kisser, you want to jump to other aspects of foreplay? Or you say, okay, hold on, we're not going any farther. I was willing to try, but I think in okay. the future, I would, I would say I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Because at that point... And not to be not a close-ended, but I tried mm -hmm. the open book and thought that, you know, well, maybe other things will work or maybe it'll get better. Mm -hmm. And I thought things would improve. But I think that that was just an overall disconnect. My intimacy and his sure. intimacy weren't Didn't matched. Match. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I think you just said it perfectly, is that once you realize that you hold it to that value and, and, and you're probably going to want to kiss for the rest of your life yeah. and it's not flowing. And oh, that's yeah. It doesn't get better when you tried at it a couple times yeah. and it's just not flowing yeah you know, the motion of the ocean is not the same current <laughs> yeah. so dennis what about men is kissing important to men yeah i question. think kissing is important to men i think that men don't realize how important it is for the intimacy of the relationship i think uh men have been indoctrinated to eio mm -hmm. i mean it's mm -hmm. it's Why about that? that and I think kissing is probably one of the most intimate things you can do of the 12 different types of intimacy, and that'll be one of our shows, probably. Right. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the most intimate things you can do, and it is. 
it is kind of a bellwether, kind of a, uh, um, a beginning to, are we going to get along or mm -hmm. is there something here, that chemistry, that mm -hmm. magic that sometimes, that if you have somebody that doesn't want to kiss, and there could be some reasons why people don't want to kiss. Sure. All kinds and of I, I think part of it too is because when, you know, when you're growing up, that's what you're kind of aiming for is that first kiss. Oh, yeah. You don't have first oral sex. You know, yeah. it's not as mm -hmm. much of a, like a know. landmark. And then, I mean, I <laughs> you know? may talk about a kiss on the forehead, a kiss on the cheek meant mm -hmm. so much to her. She was like, oh, that was the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. And it might have been in the beginning of the relationship, yeah. but she still felt just that simple kiss, something that, that just brought you closer. Well, it, it, it portrays something different than, than other touch sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is a whole different thing because it's face to face and, and it's, it's got a it's got a history to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, sometimes people remember their first kiss and can't remember their first oral sex or yeah. their first anything else. <laughs> right. But well, we're going to have to bid everybody oh, farewell. No. <laughs> that was a good conversation. This we're going. Fun. Yeah. This is great. We might have to start talking about kissing again next <laughs> show. But Certainly. they'll be back next month at some time. So thank you guys very much for coming. Thank We've got you Kevin, so Janelle, and good Dennis. To back. Good yep. to be here. You've been sexposed. Keeping you informed and bidding you farewell. Until next week, I'm Abby Newton, Impact Exposure, 89FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.